BJ Council. I view the world through the lens of having been followed by a white clerk as a child while shopping in a five and dime. I'm a retired police executive and own UN50, which gives guidance on surviving interactions with police. I'm Harmony Chavis, and I view the world through the lens of one of the most misunderstood and diverse generations in our nation's history. I'm a social worker and a believer of radical kindness and love as modalities of healing. My name is Andrew Council. I view the world through the lens of a generational camera phone. I wake up as a black male and go to bed as a black male. I am surviving this never-ending court case we commonly call life in the best way I know how. All right, welcome back, folks, uh, to UN50. Uh, really appreciate it. I hope everybody's doing well. And for you, those of you that are joining us for the first time, my name is BJ Council, and the uh, UN50 is a business or organization that goes around teaching primarily black and brown bodies to safely interact with law enforcement. We have a lot of discussions, not just about law enforcement. We have discussions that deal with mental health, um, that deal with um, reentry, any kind of conversation, just because I feel like we keep, keep an eye on the popo, but this is not, it's bigger than that. And so we talk about a variety of things that could possibly help uh, reduce the deaths of black and brown bodies and also talk about other discussions. So for those of you that don't know, uh, my name is BJ Council. We are uh, in, I am in Durham, North Carolina, Bull City is where UN50 rest. And our guest is actually from Memphis, Tennessee, and she is in Memphis, Tennessee. And so we have Ms. Margaret Cohen, who is the founder of I Am My Sister's Keeper. And um, a relative of mine um, is on her board and, and, and introduced me to her uh, through doing some fundraising uh, for an event. And that's how I met her. And I was like, oh, yeah. So um, she, this organization is for, it's about single mothers. Correct. And so she started this in 2018. So join me in welcoming Margaret Cohen to UF50. How are you, ma'am? I am good. I am doing well. Today has been a good day, a good first day of November. A good first day of November, right? I know, November, right? We're getting ready to get into right. the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you know, when we and I, you and I first talked and I, uh, the work that I do, uh, the, when you and I started talking and I thought about single mothers, especially single black and brown mothers in this climate, about law enforcement was, was like, that was like, oh, like, I need to talk to her you know, yeah, based yeah. on what you're doing. But first of all, before we even kind of get into that minutiae, uh, I really want you to kind of talk about your organization uh, that you founded in 2018 and give us an idea of what you do, why you do uh, what you do, why you founded this and the work that you're doing in, in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Cool. And you can stop me if I get too long, but you know, this is like my child. So I can talk, talk about it. Um, Thank you for having me, first of all, and also thank you for donating to our mental health retreat. It was amazing, and because of people like you, we were able to pull this off. I think we raised the money we needed in like 20 days. Oh, wow. Something like that. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. People like You're you welcome. made it possible. So okay. I started I Am My Sister's Keeper in 2018 because I am a single mom. I've been a single mom since I was 19. My oldest child is 22 now. Wow. Um and I've been blessed with an amazing village, right? My mama, AKA my baby daddy. Um, she, she has always held me down and I have just always been blessed to have really good supportive people around me, right? But when I moved to Memphis, um, I started back to college and like moms were bringing their kids to school and like sending them outside on a tablet and just keeping them occupied because they have to come to class. And I was like, this is a right. thing. Like my kids are safely at my mom's house, right? But right. everybody doesn't right. have to. Everybody deserves to have a village and a community of people who who understand them, who are there for them. And so I kind of had this idea, but I was kind of like, you know, my situation improved and it changed. So you kind of push it to the back burner, right. but it kept coming up. It kept coming up. It kept coming up. And then finally, my business, the job I was working went out of business without warning. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, yeah, you got to do this now. <laughs> right. 
Right, so, right. The universe said now. Right. Yes, now. And so my best friend had got a bonus from work. And she was like, you said it cost this much to do your charter. You know, all the paperwork you have to file. And she gave me the money to do Whoa. it. And wow. so- and so wow. that that's what happened. But it's really just out of knowing what a single parent goes through, even with a great support system, right? It's still hard. Parenting is hard. Doing it by yourself is even harder. So just from that aspect, and then the things I observed in the world around me was like, we need a community. We need a village for single moms. There's a lot of us, right. not just in Memphis, like all over, right? Yeah. And so I'm in Memphis. And so this is where I can do my part. Um, so we do Zoom sessions every other Wednesday. It's like a very informal check-in. Hey, sis, how's your week going? You want to talk? You need to cry? You need me to make you laugh? Whatever. Every Friday, we have what we call learning sessions. And those are more formal and more intentional, right? Where we discuss things like mental health or parenting strategies or how to take care of myself. Because a lot of times moms don't do that, right? But if we're not good, our kids aren't good. Our coworkers aren't good. You know, it just, those ripples make waves. So we want to have the correct kind of ripples making the waves. Um, and then once a month, we do an outing. We'll go paint and sip. This picture right here, I did that at our paint and sip. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. We'll have a game night at my house. We've been to a play, a concert, and we provide childcare for the moms when we do these outings. Um, and then once every quarter, we do in a community event where some of our moms who make things and sit, they can come and sell them. We have other vendors that come. So it's just a thing about um, supporting single moms and then showing that support to the community to draw other moms and other donors and just other people to have more awareness about what it is that we're doing here in Memphis. Wow. I said a lot of words just then. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's actually cool. It's just interesting. I, I was with some women the other day who are um, one's a single mother. She's got a couple, few kids. And then th the bottom line is after I got through, we were, we were doing something for my business and it dawned on me when we got through, cause they were talking, they were like, man, we through talking. Right. right. And it dawned on me that they just, exactly what you just said, they needed a space just to exhale. Yeah, for sure. With everything that's going on, um, one of them is a, a used to be a substance abuse. She, I mean, she readily says she used to be a crackhead. Um, right. The other one is, you know, has some kids and stuff. And and but the, what they were very what I got and we talked. She's bottom line is we're gonna get together again because I was yeah. like, it clearly these individuals need a space to yeah. just exhale. Yeah, and, and you are saying exactly that, and it's like for those of us who have been, you know, privileged, because you know when you hear here, you always hear, you know, well they put it, well black folks, are, we, I'm privileged, you know, right. what I'm saying I, I'm, I don't have kids, I'm privileged, and so I don't know the struggle, you know, yeah. I can only be empathetic to that, and right. um, but yeah, I hear that. That is exactly what folks and, and people forget that y'all yeah. need a moment. Yeah, <laughs> y'all need sure. a moment. Yeah, because I keep them in just one, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know you give them giving them a moment every month. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you're giving them a moment every month. So how how many people or how many participants do you have? So right now we have about fifteen, and it's kind of cool because everybody doesn't do well in crowds or large spaces, right? So if we have 30, 45 moms, they might not. People who need to talk may not talk because it's too many people or whatever. Right. Um, and, and we have more of an intimate setting because we we communicate pretty regularly. We have a group chat that we have. We have a, a lot of touch points throughout the course of a week or even a month. And um, finding people who really want to have that level of commitment is a thing too, right? So people may mm -hmm. need the services, but they, they want the more tangible things. Like, can I come to the pantry? Can you help me with this bill or whatever? And that's not the community we're creating here. Yes, those are things that we have and those are things that we offer. But like you just said, support and having that space to exhale is the most important thing. All that other stuff is, I won't even say most important. I feel like it should be though, because your mental health should be the most important thing. But mm -hmm. a, a lot of people don't want to make the investment in becoming a part of something. Um, to be able to obtain something else. So it's kind of staying around this number and I'm cool with it because then that gives me a chance to get to know them personally, gives them 
uh, each of them a chance to get to know other moms. Personally, they schedule play dates, they do different stuff. Um, but to answer your question, we have about 15 moms right now. Say, say that again. I think you said something earlier. You, just in that, uh, what you were talking about that, you know, some people want something tangible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They can, and that's not exactly what you're offering. You're offering more of a, this is just to get, give you a break. This is, is, is that, is that what I'm hearing? I mean, so we do offer tangible things, right? Right. right. We have mm -hmm. a pantry where we have food, clothes, diapers, wipes, pull up, cleaning supplies. Um, so you, we have things you can get, right? But we don't want those moms who are just coming for the things that they can get and take home, right? That's we, our main concern, our reason for being a support, right? And then when you're a better person, you're a better mom, right? And you raise, I hate to use the word better, but that's what's coming to my mind at the moment. Right. Um, you raise better kids. And when I say better, I mean more whole, more healthy, more self-aware, more sound. So if I'm better as a mom, my kids are better, right? Which means when they go to school, they're better. They impact right. their classmates. I impact mm -hmm. my coworkers. And then all of these small things, well, these things that seem small, they make for better communities. And I think that's, like you said, that's kind of where we intersect because it's not just the fault of law enforcement all the time. And it's not just a black and white issue and not meaning necessarily color either. You know what I mean? So right, right, right. right. A lot of a lot of the situations that we have and encounter, they start with us. They start with my bias, my bad day, my poor mental health. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so the a lot, some of the moms that we've encountered are not interested in that side of the investment. And those are not our moms. I had to be okay with that. Cause I want to, I got a cape. I want to help everybody, right? <laughs> but if you don't want the help that we're giving, then you're not our mom. Right. Right. So since you kind of started down that path and so kind of tell me about, cause I, like I said, the, when I saw what you do, uh, I was starting to think about everything that a single mother has to go through. And yeah. then she has to be worried about her children who may interact with law enforcement. You know, I kind of want to talk about, you know, is that part of your discussion? What, you know, how, how do, how do you help them with that? You know, that discussion. I mean, is that part, have you guys had that discussion in this climate right now? We have talked about it. Um, I won't say we've talked about it extensively. It's come yeah. up more lately because one of our newer moms has six sons. Um, mm -hmm. Six sons that she's choosing to homeschool because she's afraid to send them to school. Wow. You know? So she moved here from Texas. So part of it was because of the school shootings and all of that stuff. But then it's also, and this is something she shared with me because she's afraid that if something happens at school or when they're around because they're black boys, they'll be targeted. Wow. So these are very real fears. These are very real things that people are facing. I have all daughters. So not to say that I'm never concerned about the safety and well-being of my daughters, yes. but it has been, a, it, it has a different face when yes. it, it's a black man. So I, I understand what she's saying. Um, but now that's opened the dialogue up more to it because a lot of our kids, um, they were girls or they were little boys, you know, daycare right. age or whatever. And so it wasn't right. a thing that people, it wasn't really top of mind, but she's got middle school and little boys. So it, it's on her mind all the time. So, uh, you know, so what, what are some of the, I don't know, I just really am trying to figure out the conversation for, you know, what, what do you think could benefit her? I mean, I know, you know, what I do, but I, and, you know, we'll get, you know, I'm just trying to get folks to understand how to safely interact with the popo uh, and get to the house. Uh, and, one of the conversations I, I actually have in the beginning of it, I, I'm not here for you to like the police. You yeah. know, you can come in not liking a popo. You can go home not liking a popo. You know, I just need you to go home. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. I mean, yeah, I ain't really here whether or not you like them or not. I just need you to understand it's about understanding how to navigate that inter navigate that interaction. And, you know, just making sure that the mothers understand that as well. When we have these conversations that it's not about you liking them. It is about trying right. to get your kids to do that. And, and, I, and I hope that that's something that, that folks would be interested in, in, in knowing about not, I mean, I'm trying to not saying I need to do anything for you. I'm just saying that, yeah. you know, single mothers like, no, nah, I don't even want you to, I, I don't want you to talk to my, my kids, you know? 
but you're gonna talk to us, so you don't have to. <laughs> you're, you're gonna come talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, I ain't trying to plug anything for the business. Anything, but it's but okay. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I, I it's just okay. I just kind of that's like I said in the beginning. That's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm trying to figure out what that has got to be stressful. That that's just like an added stress. Yeah, for sure. Everything for everything else, a single mother has to put yeah deal with. Yeah, but I think I think it's like what you said. First, having the conversation. Okay, here's the thing. We don't all like our coworkers. I mean, I do because it's like my daughter. But <laughs> we don't. We don't all like our coworkers, right? But we have to right. go to work every day and do our job. Um, we, like you said, we don't have to like the police, but they're people just like us, and they re- deserve respect. Period. Right. Um, right. I have a brother who is a police officer in Chicago. Wow. Of all places to be a police. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's and he and I right have had some heated conversations <laughs> because even though he's a black man, he's also a cop. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. And I still feel the way I feel about some things, but I love my brother. And I, I also have had good encounters with the police too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's, it, we have to be open to the dialogue and we have to take accountability for not even, not saying that. I can change what happens in every interaction I have with the police, right? But I also have to acknowledge my own bias and that sometimes I come into the situation already with something on my chest that may not even be for these people, right? And so then I'm, I'm, I don't think any encounter should end in a life loss. Like that's just what I think and I feel. I won't right. say any encounter because sometimes I'd be like, they didn't shoot him. But anyway, that's my own personal feelings. But I right. think sometimes we we don't take enough accountability for how we, the part we have to play in our interactions. Yeah, and that's yeah, not least. That's with any other people, right? Yeah. You know, I think you and I had that discussion when we first met on the telephone. It was just like, we, as Black folks, we got to take some accountability of what it is that we're doing. Um, I, I was talking to somebody, I don't, somebody was just saying, you know, we, you know, we talking about, we don't want to be pegged as an angry black woman or angry black male, but yeah, the police, yeah, what we don't want to be called, you know, labeled, you know, because that's, that's the term or that's the, the the narrative of white supremacy, you know, they're just angry black people. Uh, But then when you pull up, a police officer pulls up to, to your car and walks up to your car, who do they see? They see an angry black woman and an angry black man. So you playing into that narrative, and I'm trying to get folks to be like, you know, like you said, like you said, it's just a job, boo. I got a, I got bills and mortgage, and you know, I, you know, child support too. <laughs> you yeah, know, so I'm just yeah. trying to catch a check. So I'm not, I'm just trying to do my job. But you angry at me because you ran, you know, sixty and a twenty-five, and you mad? At That's me. what I was about to say. Like <laughs> I was speeding. My pants tired. Like I'm gonna get pulled over for that. Right, you're gonna get pulled <laughs> over that, but you mad at me because I'm just doing. You, you know, no. and so that conversation for us to own some of the stuff a little yeah. bit, yeah. Well, my oldest daughter and I went to Kentucky a couple weeks, months ago, whatever, and I was sleep, good sleep. I had the rain sounds going in my ear, and I probably was sleep because sis was coasting. Now, <laughs> I wake up, she's tapping my leg, Mom. I think I'm getting pulled over. Oh, you, you know you're getting pulled over. These blue and white lights, blue and right? like you know you're getting pulled over. Long story short, sis was going 95. <gasps> Flying. So he comes to my side, of course, because he doesn't want to get hit by a car. And right. he can tell he was like, you were asleep, huh? A young, <laughs> young white guy. And right. I was like, knocked out. He was like, yeah, because you didn't know she was going 95. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, yes. And he was very kind, very nice. Right. And he basically told her, like, you got to get a ticket because you were going too fast. Right. I can't right. let you off the hook. Like you were going, he said, because I'm just concerned if something, anything happened to this car, there was nothing you could have done because right. you're going too fast. Right. But I could have assumed because he was a white man and I told you where we went. So, you know, right. <laughs> so Kentucky. Right. <laughs> right. Um, he, but he was very pleasant and he was basically like, I'm giving you this ticket because you got to learn. And it was fine. But my attitude was different. And so was his. And so mm-hmm. it was a peaceful experience for her, for me because I ain't paid that ticket. Like, <laughs> when she learned that lesson, you know what right. I'm saying? Right, right, so, right, right. Yeah. But yeah. If, I, if I had to have the demeanor of this white man is pulling me over, not to say that it could could have or should have gone left, but I'm responsible too. We were courteous and we were kind to him and he was to us. And so 
she got the ticket she deserved and we got we made it home right there you go you just said that that's the mantra you got to the house you got to the house yeah 95 Woo. yeah you can lose yeah well, you, that's you why i was knocked out girl i was flying low oh my <laughs> god <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly exactly so i, I just i think you know, I just kind of want you to talk to talk to us about some of the things that you see in the work that you've done. How how have some of the members or participants in your organization how have they felt about the work that you're doing? Um, I think for the most part, it's received well. We have some moms who have been with us since our inception, so that's a good oh wow. Time. So yeah. they've been there since the beginning. Um, but it's kind of like what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, some people just aren't ready to do the work. There have been moms that have come and they have left either because they chose to or because I was like, yeah, maybe another time. Um, people are hard. <laughs> yeah. People are hard, especially when you want to help them. It's because they want help to look away. You want help to look away or they want growth to look away and you want growth to look away. And and coming to, to an agreement on this is still a business and this is still, we have to have rules and regulations. I hate rules. I literally hate rules. guidelines. Let's say guidelines. Right, right, um, right. There, because there's a lot we're offering you, but we need you to do some stuff in turn too. Like, so what is, yeah, what is, kind of explain that a little bit when you, because, because I, I appreciate that because you're absolutely, because I'm working with an organization and uh, called Justice Movement. And that's kind of what we were saying. Are you ready to do the work? Are you ready so you know when you when what is that for you what is it what is what are your expectations when you say they're not ready to do the work for us it's like you, you got to come in on time or you, you know because we're, we're working with we're going to be working with individuals who are uh just to serve and and probably haven't had what you and i would consider going to work on time mm-hmm. you know following rules and regs because that's just that's just a whole different ball game for some of them not all yeah. of them and if they're not ready then we can't exactly send you to a job because there's going to be this expectation yeah. <laughs> and you're going to yeah. have to meet it so what is it that you're what what are some of your expectations of your participants especially like you said show up and don't just show up in body show up in mind like you have to be mentally present as well as physically present um mm-hmm on Friday nights. So I, I mentioned to the, this to you when we spoke on the phone, we have a presenter for one month. So somebody gives us, okay? Because they don't ask for money. We don't have any right. to give them. <laughs> but they right. give right. us their time for four Friday nights. And these are people who are normally paid for what they do. Right. Um, right. Mental health professionals, parenting coaches, life coaches, ministers, um, whomever. They come and give us our time for free. I'm going to keep saying that because it's important. And, and I, and you don't want to get on zoom. You don't even have to leave your house, right? (laughs) Like you don't, because we really started having a lot of programming during COVID because people needed it. Like, especially like when you were on lockdown, lockdown, you couldn't go outside. You couldn't do all that. So we, Mm -hmm. we we beefed up our program during COVID. So if you can't show up for this, why you want some diapers? I mean, like, let's keep one. Right. You know, and again, this is something you can do from your own home. Um, I don't, I don't really require that you turn on the camera, but I do stress it because again, these people are giving us their time and their talent for free mm-hmm. and nobody wants to be looking at blank squares. Like, come on, right. we don't really want to do that. So right. it's that. And it's when we have um, our events show up, it's really just you showing up and being present in the space. It sounds right. simple, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's not always. And I know everybody can't make it to everything. But you saying, I got a date on Friday at 7, that's problematic for me. And I'll tell you why. Because we do this every single Friday at 7. You can't go at right. 8. You can go right. Thursday. Right. You know, and again, it's not It's not because we don't want you to be a single mom forever unless that's what you choose. But right. so we're not saying don't go on dates, but like, can you not navigate better? I, I just feel I need people to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes feel like that's not what happens. Right. Um, right. And so that that's a problem for me. And not just because I take it personally, because I don't. It's because it tells me a lot about who you are. And people, yeah. Yeah. people don't yeah. understand that. Like you said, if you can't show up to these groups on time, why would I send you to a job? It doesn't make right. sense. Right. It just doesn't make sense. 
And so why would I keep pouring into you my time, their time, our resources? Um, mm -hmm. We help moms move up to $1,500. You get access wow. to a savings match up to $1,000. These are things after 90 days. That's wow. what I told my mom. I said, they don't even want to do the long con and stay for 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because in my mind, even if, you, even if you're in it for just that, something is going to sink in within that three months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even if that's what your intention is, something is going to sink in within those three months. Within those nine, three months. Wow. Wow. So you, so they, they go for a period of time and you give them some financial support. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. So, so the women you said have been with you for since 2018. Yeah. Mm -hmm. are, are they like, are they like part of your organization or they're just, being just continuing to come to be participants so some of them are now big sisters what we call okay them. um like so instead of everyone needing to talk to me or get in touch with me they can get in touch with them oh wow. like okay. they're assigned to these moms and so these you need to call her first right mental health is important too and right. i will right. get on my nerves sometimes y'all right. running low sometimes i need some help <laughs> so yeah you, so we yeah, have you don't empty yeah yeah and I still have three daughters and a mom and a grandma around the corner. Like, right. so I'm in school. Like, I got stuff. <laughs> I need a little help. Yeah. 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 I saw you. Yeah. Congratulations. You're about to, you're about to graduate in December. Yay. Yes, I am. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank That's you. awesome. What are you going to do with that? Um, what is the, what, what, well, first of all, what is the degree? And then what are you going to do with that? So it's sociology and nonprofit <laughs> management. Okay. I don't plan to work for, I couldn't fathom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do want to, I do think I'm going to do some um, nonprofit consulting, like for startups or whatever. There's oh, yeah. a friend of mine in Alabama. I helped her start her nonprofit. And it was just like, she, she's my friend now. Somebody introduced us and I just kind of helped walk her through the process. And now she has her nonprofit going. Wow. And so I'm like, I can monetize that, but I want to monetize in a way that people can afford to have it. Because yeah. sometimes these master classes, for one, they don't be mastering like they claim, and they cost <laughs> too much money. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My hats off to you, man, because I, I, uh, that was one thing I had to struggle with when I started my business. Because a lot of people make the assumption that I am a for uh, nonprofit, right? And I had to pray on that thing because I, I, um. I did, because, you know, I mean, it's more than a notion to be a nonprofit. I mean, it's a I lot of crossing T's and dotting I's to be a nonprofit. And I ain't got Begging that kind of <laughs> No, I ain't got that kind of bandwidth. So I yeah. was like, mm -mm, no, I'm just going to have to go this route. You know, I may not make no money, but it's so, I ain't got to worry about Uncle Sam. I ain't got to worry about all them T's and I's and each stuff. So I said, no, but, you know, I appreciate you saying social. I went to North Carolina Central for a few years and I started out as a sociology major. Okay. Uh, I, did, I didn't graduate because um, I was, you know, first time away from the house in the country and then also dealing with my sexual identity. You yeah. know, so I was having those struggles. Uh, so I became the popo. And ended up, I became a police officer because I needed a job. Yeah. yeah. And, but when I got in and I was like, oh, I am a social worker. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm straight up as soon as it happens. I mean, I'm not calling a social worker. I'm right here on the scene, right? When it happened fresh, yeah. right out the box. And so I, I, it was like, the universe is like, okay, you can go do social work, but you're going to do it through the lens of a law enforcement officer because yeah. I get to see stuff right on the ground and stuff. And 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 that's the thing that I, what I saw was exactly the work that you're doing, single mothers. Yeah. You know, struggling. I'm stepping up in houses that, you know, she's struggling to do what she got to do. She's got multiple children, you know, a lot of times dad's in prison or, you know, all that kind of stuff and just trying to, and what we see is, um, what is it that you know what what is it that needs who needs yeah. to be helped you know yeah. what what is it you know so how can we help her do that and, and wish and 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 wanting to do you know what i'm saying wanting yeah. to do the best for her family but everything is against her Every, and oh my everything is against her and you know you get the you get the mother who has like for instance your your mother that has the six sons and then i you know you hear these stories and they're not stories they're just realities like i lost that one I mean, a mother says, I got to let that one go because I got two more. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, that one's already in the system. I'm just, yeah. I, I got two more. I'm going to try this. And it's like, people don't realize that that's a, unfortunately, that's a reality for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. You know, that's a reality. Do you, I mean, do you see that? You know, when people, when mothers are just going, I got multiple kids and they're going, I lost one of the system, but I got to try to say these last two. Yeah. I haven't seen it in our organization per se, right. but I had, I had a time in my 20s. Because <laughs> right. um, I, you know, I was raised in a in a religious home, and I went to homeschool. And my mom's a very straight laced woman. She's one of my favorite people. But I when I got older, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing none of that. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> they have gold teeth and pagers. What is going on here? <laughs> gold teeth and pagers. I want some of that. <laughs> Why is the music so loud? I love it. So, um. <laughs> But like, you know, guys I dated or friends of mine, their brothers were killed or, Mm. um, you know, and we see it every day now, like somebody's dying, even if it's not because the police is from their own violence, the stuff that they're doing in their communities and there. So I have seen, I met a really um, wonderful lady from Nashville um, at a Juneteenth event I was at and she lost her son um, to gun Mm. violence. a couple years ago now and it's not you know it's not a thing that it's easy to get over no no parent wants to bury their child I can't imagine. no matter I can't the circumstances imagine. yeah um yeah. so yeah. we like I said we haven't experienced it in our group but I have I've seen it and, and I've been mm-hmm. around it and I, I've seen what it does um yeah it's awful it's an awful thing to behold yeah so what motivates you I mean what keeps you moving um, some days I don't know. No. Oh, no. <laughs> really just because it's my purpose. Like, I finally know what my purpose is. BJ, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom doing something else, even though it's taxing, even though it's sometimes frustrating, even though it's not as financially rewarding as I would like for it to be. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. I couldn't yeah. imagine doing another thing. Have you ever just done or been in a place you like, this just feels right? Mm-hmm. It just feels right. Even yeah. on the worst days, it still feels good to my soul. And yes. then, um, you know, I believe in a, in a higher being. I don't know yes. what, kind of, what kind of audience we... <laughs> um, oh, no, you good. You good. I was, I, I, actually, I, yeah. I was talking you to good. a friend of mine who is a pastor. And, well, your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel <laughs> yes I was talking to him today about how just things that are seemingly small that just remind you that you're on the right track that your steps are ordered um that's what keeps me going because sometimes I'm in the kitchen chopping vegetables I'm like you I don't think you meant to pick me was I standing next to somebody who <laughs> was like this is this I was in the way like I don't, right, right. don't want to be in their business um but there, then there's those days when it's just like everything works out or somebody that you don't even know sends you a donation and you're like oh okay okay (laughs) a venue says you can come do this here for free like you know what i'm saying stuff like that is is what keeps and and it's always on time it's Mm -hmm. always always on time um so that's what keeps me going and i really just care about people i really genuinely have a love for people even though we're crazy and lost at times i just really really care about people yeah, I think <laughs> no, I I I feel you because I like I said I talk about the universe and the the sad because I never wanted to be a police. I mean, being a police officer wasn't anything that was like right. Oh, I want to be right. look. I wanted to be a veterinarian because I love dogs and animals, right? But when I found out how long you got to go to school for that and how much math was involved, I was right. like, nope, can't <laughs> do that. I would just rub on them and you know and just rescue right. them. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it is. Uh, you said the you said the word that resonates. It's just, it's uh, satisfy. It satisfies my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it, it's my purpose, and so I do this for not the. You know, I'm kind of like you. Yeah, I would love to make a little money. Yeah. You know, but that's not why I started it. Right. You know, the, I, I know what my purpose is, and um, things happen the way things are supposed to happen in yeah. the manner that whatever that whatever that larger thing is. Yeah. You know, whatever that that is, that spirit is, uh, says, and it feels right. 
you know yeah. and, you, and you and and sometimes it's almost Margaret, I don't know whether with you sometimes almost scary sometimes when things yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like oh you're like this oh. is unreal like no no this yeah. is unreal Absolutely. yeah 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 stuff just be popping up going what yeah and it, it it has to be because you're walking in your purpose yeah and when you walk in your purpose you just and and it feels good and you know it and you just keep doing that so yeah I I, I hear that and I feel that uh, I can tell your energy. I mean, I never obviously met you in person, but just, right. you know, your spirit comes across um, that this is what you're supposed you're supposed to do. So, I mean, I just, uh, I'm looking forward to to, to helping, you know, yeah. in, in, in my little, you know, what I, what little part of the elephant that I'm supposed to be working on. So I'm, I'm more than willing to, to try to help you out as well. I just, how, what, the, how old, is your age? Limit? Um, just 18 and over. Okay. Because when they're not adults, it's a whole different kind of licensing and training and, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's different. And then we want, um, we want moms because too, like when you're young, you don't know. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, I won't go down that right now, but yeah, 18, <laughs> 18 and over is a preference. <laughs> Um, and then two for the conversations, even though like you're a parent, like if you're 16, there's certain conversations that I, I wouldn't feel comfortable having. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. As an adult, yeah. like we can, we can have those real conversations because yeah. I'm a mom too. So like if a 16 year old, the baby, she probably would get over on me because I'm like, well, I gotta help the baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. But no, just 18 and over. I did want to say a thing. We both talked about, um, we would do it if we didn't have money. We want money. We need to. <laughs> right. People who are listening and watching. We're not saying don't help us. Yeah, we're not we're saying that. Right. Not, for, not, not for you. You're a nonprofit. He's like, yeah, donations yes. are accepted. Donate to me, book BJ, like whatever. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> we still got to yeah. eat out here. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a hard work for sure. Yeah. Let me ask you something, just the kind of things that I've been thinking about as far as uh, this, the, the work that you do, but also education uh, when it comes to, I feel like things that are happening in our communities and countries and stuff like that, uh, the, the country rather, is education mm-hmm. and having parents be mm-hmm. involved. And I think it's when it comes to being single parents, that's kind of hard to get to the school to go to PTA meetings. So how do you how do you manage that? Because for me, uh, that is so key. Because if I if I can make sure my child is educated and staying in school, then I'm I'm one of those advocates. Stay in school, get educated, uh, you know, pour money into education, pay teachers the money they're supposed to be paid, sure. you know, because the president can't be president unless somebody taught his ass how to spell president. So <laughs> that's right. That's you right. know, so all, all of that. And just how do we help parents who, you know, want to be there for their kids? I mean, how, what do you do with that part? The, the educational piece, a single parent that wants to be there, but look, I, I can't come to the PTA meetings. I can't come to teach a parent stuff. You know, how do you help with that? Because that's so key. And, and last thing I would say about that, for me, if, you, if a child, if people are educated, crime's going to go down. Mm-hmm. I, I just believe that because right. now you've educated me I can be an entrepreneur or you know if, I, if I'm doing really well I might get a scholarship or you know I know how you know I know what I need to do for the next step because at least I did my 12 and I, and I got that foundation you know not saying that all some of those 12 all that good but at least you know you got it you know what I'm saying you didn't get caught up in the system so how do you help parents navigate that education piece to be supportive to their children I think it's I have, I am like, I'm very honest, and I'm also transparent. We make time for the things that are important to us. I'm not saying there are not jobs where they are unreasonable about you taking time off or whatever, but I've worked at a lot of jobs in my life, right? <laughs> and okay. I, if I say I have something at my kid's school, it's not been an issue. Again, I know that that's not everybody's story, but sometimes right. too, we don't we don't tell them in enough notice. We tell them, oh, today, right, <laughs> right. I got a meeting at my kid's school today, but you knew two weeks ago. Had you told your boss two weeks ago, they may mm-hmm. not seem as inflexible because they could do what they need to do 
Right. Right. That's very you know valid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Think about times, it like that. Yeah. A lot of times we don't make the proper preparations. So now, again, I've had some unreasonable bosses. I've seen some unreasonable experiences, but a lot of times it's because we don't do our work and letting them know in advance. You know, a parent teacher conference isn't, emer- isn't an emergency. Usually it's scheduled out. You know, when they get right. their report card, you know that yeah. they have. Yeah. Yeah. The PTA wow. is scheduled. I just find a lot yeah. of times that we haven't done our best, our due diligence. And so then it makes it look like everybody's on against us. But you you can't call me and ask me for a ride to the store today when you knew you needed to go yesterday or the day before. You don't know what I have to do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, especially when you have a need, you have to be mindful of the, you have to be considerate of the people you need to help you be at your boss to the store you understand what yeah. I'm saying? yeah yeah i have wow. my daughter just got her license so she doesn't have a car yet i go out of town honey i get around i'd be traveling moving i send it in a group chat who gonna pick up kamaya from school when i go to such, such and such in three weeks you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah it's easier to help me when you know in advance that i have a need everything is not an emergency and i think sometimes <laughs> we feel like if i act like it is then they'll respond like it is. Right. So there's no way you can convince me you didn't know about this conference. I'm, I don't believe that. Wow. Wow. That's real right there. That, I mean, that's just so, I did, cause I wasn't even thinking that. Cause I was just thinking, you know, damn. I wasn't even thinking. I, I mean, I wasn't, all I was yeah. thinking they need to go to this and can't go or cause they got to yeah. work. But yeah. you're like, you know that, yeah, you're right. PTA meetings are, are are scheduled already throughout the year for the most part exactly exactly oh yeah wow yeah i mean it's clearly you and your purpose because i ain't even think about it <laughs> but you also don't have children so that's fair yeah yeah i have three kids i have to go to meetings i've been to meetings at schools and things like that yeah and it's just, a lot of times people are more willing to work with us when they are able people a lot of people want to help but sometimes the timing is not right because we didn't ask them enough time or they can't do what we need that day. But every, I have a hard time when people are like, nobody wants to help me. Cause then I want to know uh, why. why, why does no one out of all the 500 people, you know, nobody wants to help you. Why? You get what uh, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and some people don't, don't like those conversations. Right. But if right. by me, we're going to have them. Right. And, and you know what, that is, <laughs> yeah, that, because that makes, I love that because that's a part of what I'm trying to do with my work. I'm kind of, the, the narrative is shifting a little bit for me mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like, you know, you know, I've talked to this, some of the sticky rest on us as black folks mm-hmm. uh, and, and the conversation is going to be uncomfortable because, right. you know, there's this, it, right now it's like, stop resisting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, because I think, I don't know whether we talked about it, but there's the narrative, well, all these white men, mass shooters are going to jail, yeah. right? Ain't nobody killing them. They're going to jail. Yeah, but do you understand that the guy that went in and shot somebody, shot 12 and killed 12 people, when the popo got behind him, he stopped, pulled over, got out of the car and did everything the officer told him to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, run a stop sign and running and you're dead. A high speed chase for a stop sign. And there you're dead. So, I can't do nothing with that. So y'all got to stop resisting. So the thing, but what the pushback, I know I'm going to get, and because I already get some, well, they're just going to kill me anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, boo, how about put your hands way up in the air to make it difficult for them to say, I feared for my life. I mean, if you, if you're going to take one, you know, and it, you know what I'm saying? So, well, so don't, don't give don't me believe that. In also sometimes what we, we put things out, right? Not saying that anybody wakes up and says, I want the police to kill me today. And that's not what I'm saying. But it goes back to what we were speaking about earlier. What's my attitude like? What's my demeanor like when I have whatever encounter it is? You know what I mean? If if I think everybody in this space that I'm going to be in is going to be a jerk, I come in there like everybody's going to be a jerk. Guess what everybody's going to be? A jerk. Because they're feeding off of me. Mm -hmm. I already said a thing was going to be. And so then I in turn act like the thing is going to be and then the thing is, and I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> well, yeah, because we could go, we could go there. Yeah. And and I think I appreciate the fact that we just got to be honest and, and if people receive it, they receive it. Uh, but I, I just can't continue. I'm, I'm not that I've never, I don't ever sugarcoat, 
but we got to have that difficult conversation because I'm trying to save your life. So you can't compare this mass shooter when he gets out, gets on his knees, does everything the popo says, and you running for a stop sign. And you know the other thing, Margaret, the data already, I'm looking at the data now. I'm doing it because I want to be able to say I got the data, right? Right, right. You got to have but, the data. But what data is already showing me, the individuals that are dying are not even dying for serious felonies. They're, they haven't killed anybody. I think I've run across one or two after all the shootings I've looked at. Nobody is dying for have killed anybody. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you're not, I would expect the person that just killed 12 people to run until they can't run no more. That's the expectation I would have. Yeah. But you're running for misdemeanors, taillights yeah. out, you know, and dying for that. So anyway, yeah, so I, I appreciate the fact that that the work that you do is you're holding people to be accountable. Yeah. And and that's, I think that's, I don't know, but I don't have children, but I know that things in the world have changed and it is the unwillingness mm-hmm. to own whatever it is they're doing, you know, to, to just be responsible and be held accountable. Yep. And that's all, no, you, know, you, you made a mistake, own it, keep it moving. Yeah. Nothing to die, nothing to die for, and nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell t- tell me some a success story before we kind of start winding down. Tell me a, a, a one a success story of a person who has been and or who is or has been through your uh, or been a participant that you so want to brag about. My, I'm going to tell you about my best friend, and she is like, "You're going to talk about me, aren't you?" Yes, I'm always. <laughs> kind of before the organization was formed right um I want to say it was 2016 and she we were on the phone talking one day and I'm not a person that asked people like did you graduate or did you go to college I don't care about that so we were talking about something and she wanted to leave the job she was the job she currently had she was like but I don't have my diploma and she kept talking I was like wait what she was like, yeah, girl, because you remember I told you, whatever, long story short, she didn't have her diploma. I was like, I'm gonna call you right back. And I made her an appointment to go take her GED. <laughs> and no. she did, she did. She, I think she didn't do well in like one of the portions. So she had to like go to a couple classes or whatever. And then when she took it, she passed. And then not only that, she didn't, cause we're, she, I'm 42. She's a year older than me. So she was like 38 or upper thirties at this point. And she couldn't even believe that she did that. But then she went on to get her pharmacy technician certificate. Woo! What? So she always says she was keeping the sisters before she was keeping the sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, she's still in the organization. um, And so just, and she's, so she's not even doing pharmacy tech right now, but she was like, "I, I thought I wanted to do it. And I showed myself that I could, right? Because being, almost 40 and not having your diploma it's not the end of the world but you kind of like i've been working and surviving this long i don't really gotta have it right 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 right, right. you get it and you feel inspired to do more and even if you're not currently doing that job you prove to yourself that you could do a thing you didn't know you could do wow Wow. so that's the one that's that's my favorite one probably because she's one of my favorite people but (laughs) that's that's my favorite that's my favorite one wow that's awesome that's awesome so since so we kind of get to the end, tell, tell me what it is you want people to, to know about the organization or if there's something you want to share about yourself as to, you know, you know your why. I think you've kind of talked about your why a, a little bit, but just kind of yeah. what you want to leave us leave us with and let folks know about your, your organization. Well, first I say we need money, but then you were like, tell us about your why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, you can do both. You can do both. Yeah. No, um, it is. It's my why just because I know I know the road they travel. Sometimes, you know, somebody will be, one of the moms, especially a younger one, will be telling me and stuff. And I just, I have to keep my composure because, ooh, let me tell you, because I already know where you're going to go. Like, let me, let me help right. you before you even go there because I already know where this road leads. Mm-hmm. Um, my why is simple, really. If I can help one single mom be a better person, right? And then she's a better mom. And like we talked about the ripples making waves. That that is job well done for me. If I can change the way that you view the world, to change the way that you view yourself, um, and not me personally, but provide you with the space and with the access to the resources, tangible and intangible, to to help you realize that the all I've seen is not all there is. Wow. Then yeah. then that's 
then that's my why. Providing mm-hmm. a safe space, even if no one enters it, right? It, but it's there and you can have it um, because I know how necessary it is for you. Wow. You write that down. Yeah, because look, because you know, sometimes doing when I when I do these things, I always sometimes doing the conversation, I, I find the title of the podcast. And I think Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you just gave us the title. All, all I've, all I've seen, all you've seen is not all there is. Is that what you said? Yep. Yep. Yeah. All you've seen is not all there is. So yeah, I think that might be end up being the title. So yeah. So I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm looking forward to Thanks. to doing what I, you know, if I can be of service to the organization as well, because that that just you know that helps helps me in in your space and who knows yeah. what. The, universe might have so yeah i'm definitely you know we'll we'll talk about that but yeah i definitely want to do that so thank you again for what you do thank you um, i think for me it's nice to know that you're willing to to have those difficult conversations that yeah. make people uncomfortable uh that you know just no boo this is the way we got to do this you gotta have them, <laughs> you gotta have them. yeah yeah you, you gotta show up you know, and I think that's what folks need to have. I mean, it's uncomfortable for some, but it's it's necessary uh, sure. for us to be successful as as black women, uh, yeah. uh, especially now for, for yeah. everything. So thank you again, Margaret. Uh, so this is I am my sister's keepers. Yes. Uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Please, oh, go ahead and give them your your website. Uh, at it, stuff like that so they can visit I'll, you know we'll post it up with the podcast but go ahead and give it to them our website is i am my sissies keeper.org and that's sissy s-i-s-s-y-s um we have facebook which is i am my sister's keeper we have instagram which is like our website i am my sissies keeper um we have a really good uh, social media person who is your cousin's wife <laughs> so she, yeah. keeps, yeah. Cool. she keeps our stuff going um yeah. it's been really good official for real oh, good yeah um so yeah we post we keep our stuff cute you can go on our website and sign up for our um email list we only do one a week promise on wednesday i hate <laughs> you know when you sign up for somewhere and before uh-huh. you press send, you already got three emails. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Like we do on Wednesday. Yeah. God, no. Um, yeah. Cool. So, but yeah, see what we're doing. Um, see how you can support. We do need donations, but that's not the only way that you can help. Um, so, so see uh, what we have going on. Stay in touch with us. And then when you see me and BJ together again, you'll be like, oh, I remember them. They did that thing together. <laughs> they did that thing together. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Lillian uh, Drew uh, yeah. for tuning me into the organization and my uh, my cousin yeah. Nathaniel too. So shout out to them. So yeah. thanks again, Margaret, for hanging out with us. And thanks for those of you that tune in or who are regular, for those of you that may have joined us for the first time. Thank you for joining us for the first time. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. And as always, stay safe, stay well, and peace. <laughs>